Okay, queen. And yes, I mean queen. Did you know that in chess, the most powerful piece that each player has as the queen is defined as the girl who's very important or successful at something. One who inherits the position by right of birth. I think it's crazy how all of these things are describing you. Just replace your name with queen in each of those statements and you'll see what I'm talking about. You defy the odds of what everyone thinks about you just by waking up every morning. To endure the things you've gone through and still go through is something to be proud of. But if I'm being honest, sometimes wearing the crown is exhausting. And that's okay. I'm here to unpack with you. So let's talk about it. Dear Queen Crew, I was about to come on here and say something completely different than what I was about to say right now, which is exactly what happened last week. So if this happens again next week, I'll see a pattern I was not ready for. Anyways, I was having a conversation with someone a few days ago. They were really excited about the new season coming out, but when they heard it, they said, you're not doing story times anymore? And I was like, I did do a story time. And then they was like, yeah, you did, but you didn't say story time like you usually do. (laughs) Okay, guys, if you feel like that, I apologize. This one's for you. Story time. So, remember I said I wasn't planning on this, so bear with me. There was this one girl, and we're just going to call her Jessica. Jessica was around a lot. She was in the same community as me. We had the same, we knew the same people. We were kind of in the same friend group. She was always around. Um, I always saw her, but we never spoke to each other. And for a long time, I thought that she had a problem with me. I felt like she had a problem with me. I would catch her looking at me up and down, easing me. You know, I never really said anything about it because I'm not a fighter. I'm sorry. I guess you can call me one of those pretty girls. I guess I have a tomboy side, but it doesn't deal with fighting. (laughs) Fighting is not my thing. And she looks like a fighter, like she would happily fight me. That's not okay with me. I do not want that. So I never said anything. But I do want to stress how much it did look like we had beef. If you were on the outside looking in, you'd be like, dang, what's up with those girls? Whatever happened to them? So there was one particular day I will never forget. It was so random. It was me, a couple of people, and my spiritual father. And we were just talking, and all of a sudden, you know, um, Jessica came out of nowhere, and she was crying. She looked like she was having a really hard time. And so we all went into another room while um, my spiritual father went, and he just hung out with her. And then after some time, he came back in the room, and he was like, hey, Cece, I think you should go out and, and talk to her. And I was just like, uh, are you crazy? Are you insane? Like, what's wrong with you? Clearly, she doesn't like me. Very clearly, she does not like me. And I wouldn't say I don't like her, but, you know, we're just not close. Why would you make me go and, and talk to her, especially when she was crying and looking like she was having a hard time? It just makes no sense. His tactics are always weird. But, of course, I listened to him even though I was scared out of my mind and I did not trust anything that was going on. Still went blindly um, out, and it was just me and her. 
um, in a room. And I came up to her and she looked at me crazy. And I was like, hi. And she was like, hi, just as confused as I was. And I was like, yeah, um, I was told to come out here and just tell you that um, I don't have any beef with you. And I don't want to have any beef with you. I don't know what I ever did um, to make you not like me. I don't know if you don't like me. I just assume by outer stuff that you don't like me. So, you know, I just want to know what I did. You know, I apologize for anything I did do. Um, You know, I I just don't want to have any beef. And she was just like, um... I don't really have beef. It's just other people were coming to me and telling me a bunch of stuff about you. And I believed them because um, you did what they were saying to me. And I was just like, what? Apparently, the first time I seen her, apparently I didn't say hi to her, which is something I broke out of now, but before it was really bad. <laughs> and so, you know, I didn't know her. I never spoke to her before. So I just kept it moving. I didn't have a problem with her. I just don't know you. And apparently when she came to other people and she was asking why, you know, why she like that, looks like she has beef with me, they're like, oh, well, she's this, she's that. And they created a narrative which she believed in her mind about me. And after that day when we were kind of like releasing and telling each other everything that was going on and hashing things out, we were super cool. <laughs> like, we realized, like, oh, my goodness, all this time wasted on something so dumb because we became really cool. And the whole time, we weren't talking to each other because of what other people were saying about us to each other. Tragic. <laughs> so I want to tell you guys this point. But before I say the point, before I get to it, I kind of just want to vent. <laughs> and I just want to I just want to vent. I'm going to tell you guys a few things and I want to see if you get it before I say it. But can I just vent? <laughs> I I just want to release a few things. So, I told you about my spiritual father, right? We're just going to call him Larry, which is funny because <laughs> It's funny because the first time I ever heard about him was through my sisters. And when he introduced himself to them, he said his name was Larry. (laughs) So that's funny, even though clearly that's not his name. But who cares? So when I was first introduced to him, I was introduced to him as, he was introduced to me, I should say, as a complete weirdo. Like, and I thought that when I met him, he was going to be a weirdo, which he was. I'm not going to lie. He's very weird, but I just thought it was going to be different. I kept hearing about him, um, the, the the guys that were around me. I guess that was their mentor or someone they were just cool with, I guess. I really don't know, but I would always hear his name. And I'm just like, I just got really bothered and annoyed at a certain point. Like, why does everybody know him except for me? Like, what's going on here? I don't understand. And it was really getting me so mad. So much to the point where, like, more than a year, way more than a year passed by, and I still don't know who this Larry is, but I keep hearing his name. And it was so frustrating until when I finally got to meet him, like, actually sit down and meet him, someone else 
was like, yeah, some of the things you're saying, I know the perfect person that would help you. And they turned to him, and he looked, and they switched seats, and he sat in front of me, and he was the conversation I had right before I was about to go home and attempt suicide. He was the last person I spoke to. He was the one person that stopped me in my tracks. Imagine if I listened to what other people were saying about him, and I was not open to hear what he had to say to me. I don't want to imagine that. People came up to me again, and they told me about this guy. They said that he was super serious, you know. He was super judgmental. He was very professional. He was kind of mean, low-key. <laughs> like, they were just going on and on about this one guy. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So when the time came when I would finally meet this so-called guy that they're always speaking about, I was a little bit nervous. <laughs> I was kind of scared, on the inside, like, oh my gosh, you know, compared to other people, what if he thinks I'm not talented and he just starts being completely mean to me? You know, he is serious. I'm not very, I don't see myself as serious. Maybe other people do, but I I, I don't take a lot of things serious, okay? I laugh a lot <laughs> at situations, at myself. I'll be having conversations and I'll be laughing, probably looking crazy like, why is this girl laughing in the corner? <laughs> that makes no sense. But I just, I don't like taking things serious because I don't like being mad and I don't like being sad. So I just have to laugh about a lot of things. So I find myself laughing. So if this super, super serious guy is with this super playful girl, there's going to be a lot of butting heads here. And it just wasn't going to work out. Come to find out, I meet this guy, and he's the most playful, encouraging person I know. Like, he's just all around great. Like, he's a great person to be around. And I see him as my brother. And the other day, he told me that I'm like his family. But imagine if I listened to what other people were saying about him. Honestly, if this sounds personal, it's because it kind of is. Like, this is the whole message of my life. <laughs> this is the story of my life. For some reason, my whole entire life, people always just had something to say about me. Things about me, what I do, what I don't do, how I live, how I look, who I'm with. And honestly, it's just exhausting. It's exhausting, and that's my testimony. So many times um, people came back to me, and they're like, I thought you were going to be this way because of this. I thought um, you were going to be this way because this person told me this. And that's literally like, that's all I've ever heard my whole life. It's like people were creating their own narrative about me my entire life. So this is kind of personal to me. But if you think about it, this is kind of like, the church, in a sense. If you think about it, this is how people think about Christians. This is how people think about God and Jesus in general. Whether it was church hurt or they heard something or a Christian who wasn't so much in the faith or someone who claimed to be a Christian just completely hurt them and now that's how they view God. Some people see him as this tyrant, this guy who just wants to take away your fun. <laughs> I don't want you to have fun. I'm God and I'm above you. You know, some people see Jesus as 
like this terrible person who's gonna judge everything you do and thinks you're this this wrong person in general. That's how people see the gospel. Now, have you ever heard of someone, they're like, yeah, come to my church, and they're like, oh, I don't have anything to wear. Oh, I was smoking weed last night. Oh, I'm a, I'm a stripper. <laughs> like, people say things, and if you're really in the faith, you look at them, and you're like, what? Who cares? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> oh, I was, I was at a jam last night. And I like cake. What? <laughs> like, I thought we were just naming things that are random about ourselves. What do you mean? There's nothing that you can do that can separate you from the love of God. So when you say something crazy like, I was doing this. I'm a liar. I'm a cheater. How, do you know the things I've done? Do you know the people I've hurt? And you think that can't get you to Jesus? No, he wants you to come exactly the way that you are. My point is that I'm remembering all the times that people told me that they thought I was one way and that made them not want to talk to me. Look at all the lost souls that think that Jesus is one way because of other people's opinions, other people's just things that they're saying. When in reality, he just wants a relationship. People think that, you know, the faith and, and having a relationship with God is this one way that's so, you know, that's like a drag. When in reality, he loves you. He's that one friend that actually went and died for you. That he did a bunch of things and nothing about anything he did was selfish. It was all selfless. It was all, I want this for you. I love you so much that I will do this. That's his whole message. Imagine you living that life. You just gave yourself. You came down to earth. You gave yourself completely. Like you died and you went through this crazy death. Just for a bunch of people who don't even really know you, you never know if they're ever going to even say your name <laughs> type stuff. They're never going to think about you. And you give your full life to them and you still say, I love you. Only for other people to give their opinions about you to them that aren't even right. I relate to Jesus and I didn't even know this. This is just another way for me and him to relate because our stories are the same. A bunch of people are coming up to me like I'm this bad person just because of what other people said without even coming to me first. I'm saying all of this to say that there comes a time when you have to choose whether to listen to what others have to say about something or someone or just experience it for yourself. I'm literally doing the same thing as others, saying my opinion on something. I love Jesus, I think God is amazing, and I want you guys to think the same thing. But if you want to know whether to believe me or not, you have to experience it for yourself. Read the Bible to know more about God. Read the Gospels to know more about Jesus. Just go figure it out for yourself. Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock and the door will be opened. Moral of the story, next time you hear something about someone, just go find out for yourself. Love you guys. Yours truly. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hey Queens. I want to know how it made you feel. And be honest. Or maybe you want to ask me a question or leave a topic for me to talk about. I want it all. 
and I'm here for you. So hit me up. I want you to remember this. Wearing the crown does get heavy, but stand strong with your head up high and do it with confidence. There's purpose in your pain, and I'm so proud of you for moving forward. I love you. Until next time, 